Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. February 2013. Ooh, this 13. is episode 97 of the Skeptic Wire. Why, why 13? Oh, 13th. Yeah, that's right. Friday the 13th falls on a Wednesday this month. Horrible stuff. I'm scared. You scared? I'm scared. No. <laughs> the dogs are scared. Is that, yeah, so you can hear Misi outside. So we're at my abode. I'm, oh, who am I? I'm Gary Lawn, your host. Or Anne host, and with me, as per usual this week, are Greg Perrine. Happy Naval Orange Wednesday. And Dennis Swafford. Duiwuchi, Mekwanshi. I don't know, just decided to speak Chinese tonight. Oh, okay. She's she's trying to steal away the, the Chinese language version of Skeptoid from that other woman. Ah, uh, I, I, thought, I thought she was just uh, going through the different... Aliens from Fifth Element, Manichiwa. So uh, explain, explain your navel orange. Well, we're not we're not talking about oranges that have large guns sticking out of them that that go into the ocean and and shoot stuff. God no. Okay. It, was it named the USS Missouri? <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're also not talking about uh, people who uh, color their bellies orange and then contemplate. No. Okay. Got any more? Nah, those are the two words that <laughs> yeah, come to mind. Yeah, those are the two obvious ones. We're, <laughs> okay. we're about spent at that low, point. Yeah, low-hanging fruit, you know. Well, today the... Huh? See, get it? Because it's naval. Never go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't listening anyway, so... <laughs> so anyway, it's what? Today is uh, the March... No, the February 13th. Yes. And uh, it is Ash Wednesday for those Catholic-y people. Oh, so people don't watch... Dawn of the Dead. Not Dawn of the Dead. Uh, 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 Grateful Dead. No, not Grateful Dead. Uh, Evil Dead. <laughs> Evil Dead. dead. <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> yeah, you were narrowing in. Yeah, the word dead in it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, Ash Wednesday is in, like, ashes of a fireplace thing. Right, and, and they, they burn the palms from Palm Sunday. And then and they, 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 they sh- smudge people's foreheads with ashes if you're a Catholic. Yeah. Well inspired. Well, by... not just Catholic, actually. Some of the because we did it in in Lutheranism. Okay. Too. More often, it's the Catholics, but also some of the more older traditions. Yeah. Well, Lutheranism is Catholicism. Yeah. Light. Just was fifty feet. No, after it. it's not. It is it's, Catholicism it's... light. Yahoo! We're exactly. in the middle of a religious war. As as. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. explain that to the guy that just had to apologize to the entire Missouri Synod. Yeah, but Missouri that's like the Synod. Missouri Synod. That's fine. They're all bigots. There. Oh, God, I say that? My parents are going to kill me. Oh, they don't listen to this anymore. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Gary forgets that I'm he having can edit own, the show. <laughs> I'm having my own my own conversation on, on this side of the table. Um, tables. They can't see us. It's okay. What are we talking about? Oh, we were talking about... <laughs> yes, it's Catholicism without all the guilt, as right. Garrison Keillor says. No, all of them are still way deep into the guilt. No, not Lutheranism, not so much. I okay. should know. I grew up in one of the synods. 
Can't know if we were Missouri or Louisiana. I don't. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Louisiana. Yes. Lazy. Was that in Africa or lazy, something? Lazy Susan Anna. It's they they they, they had a, a, a rotating things of stuff that we could. It was Church in the Round. Yes. <laughs> yes. Usually with uh, sometimes uh, delectable objects on that you could take off and take. Off. Yeah, grape juice. Those were called altar boys. <laughs> I was gonna say, grape juice and matzo crackers are not yeah. delectable. Not not even grape juice. It was Mogan David wine, actual Mogan David wine. When I oh, was that, when on. I was when I was that age, they they they've gone to to. Actually, no, they still they still they use Mogan. They still Dave, use Mogan. But they do have grape. Now they've juice changed the Mad Dog 2020. Yeah, well, Mogan David. That's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't the 2020. It was it was the grape juice that had never seen a grape, or Any rather, the wine that had never seen a grape. grape. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, what? <laughs> so we were talking about, uh, because originally we, you usually do Chiquita Banana Day. Well, years ago on, um, uh, Penn Jillette had said, oh, it should be Chiquita Banana Wednesday. Go get a banana and take one of the stickers and put it on your forehead. Well, a couple of years ago, I, uh, I didn't have a banana in the house. So I looked around what I had in the refrigerator, and oh, I had an apple, so I had, it was Red Delicious Wednesday. So I took a Red Delicious <laughs> sticker and put it on my forehead. Well, I thought I'd do something different this week, this year, and uh, grabbed an orange out of my refrigerator and stuck that sticker to my forehead for Ash Naval yeah, it's, Orange it's, Wednesday. It's, it's not – it looks more like Ash, though, because it's, it's black. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of a darky white. blue. Oh, and, okay. And, but you can tell it's definitely sweat a circle. Has a... <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's a circle, not a smudge, because I saw some people at work either who definitely had just kind of a cross, a vaguely crossy shaped smudge on their forehead, and then there was one woman that looked like, you know, someone had dipped their hands in coal mm. and smeared it on her forehead. <laughs> that was full on, like, like someone took a sharpie to her forehead. Awesome. Maybe they um, did. Maybe, or she was just first in line and got most of the smudge. Yeah. Um, and I, I got a few looks here and there of people like, huh, trying to look at it because you, it's it's definitely a circle, oval, yeah. whatever you want to call it. It's not a smudge. It's an it's an oval, not a circle. Um, I did get one person who looked at it, and essentially based on the fact that it's a barcode sticker, <laughs> asked, <laughs> it's the mark of the beast. Asked uh, how so? How, how much, much are you worth based on that? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I guess oranges. What they're fifty cents or something like that. <laughs> I'm worth your soul. Yep. Because, so. you know, Mark of the barcode. It yes. should be on the back of the neck, though, but that's fine. Yeah. That's what they say. I don't think it actually says on the back of the neck. They're just marked with the, with the Mark of the Beast. It doesn't really say where it is, does it? I thought it was, I thought it was the forehead. I don't, I don't know. know. It's been a while since I've read, read Revelations, <laughs> or at least heard the a revelations of, of Revelations based on people who know more about it than I do. <laughs> right. I think I can tell you right now that we don't know shit because technically the book is the book of Revelation, and we're all referring to it as the book of Revelations. It's singular. Is it? Yeah. No way. God, I always confuse it. I think you're right. Where's your coaster Bible? Yeah, yeah. it's it's back in the room. I had I had some. What have you been doing with it? Anyway, it's weird how some of those pages got stuck together. Leviticus twelve three through. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about a donkey and? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the talking donkey. Okay, <laughs> the main passage of the Bible that mentions the mark of the beast is Revelation thirteen fifteen through eighteen, 
and there are a couple of others. The mark is literally placed on the hand or forehead and is not and is not simply a card that someone carries. Huh. And this yeah. is according to gotquestions.org. Well, yeah, we, yeah, can't, yeah. we can't argue with that. I thought it was forehead and hand. I just yeah. wasn't confident enough to actually say anything about <laughs> it. So I kept quiet until someone else yeah. Googled it instead of me. It's weird how Christians all put a mark on their forehead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never thought about that before. Hmm. Maybe they, they were just talking about the uh, Red Dot uh, Indian. I'm, I'm not making the joke. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to correct me. No, no. I was going to go, do you mean the come to our casino Indian, or are you talking about the... Welcome to Rippy Mart. Yeah, we, no, we, he, we, said, he said red dot. Yeah, and he pointed yeah, to we, his usually, we just say feather or dot when we say <laughs> yeah. it. Anyway, so great. So, so speaking of racists, <laughs> exactly. we're not going to talk about the Catholics for a little bit because we're going to get into a birthday. Ah. Happy birthday. Yes. Someone. Did you just call all Catholics racists? No, I was just trying to get off the subject. Oh, so. okay. Speaking of turtles. Yeah. <laughs> I like Squirrel. turtles. <laughs> well, this guy's got a bowler hat in his picture, so that's kind of turtly. Okay, sure. I guess it looks more like a penis, but anyway. Um, so, <laughs> born... <laughs> and we must accommodate the penis. <laughs> because we're all about adamandeve.com. <laughs> you didn't think I'd wedge that one in there, did you? <laughs> I think you just raped this conversation, yeah, Gary. I think I did. I apologize. All right, so birthday. We're going to talk about birthday now? Yes. Uh, Obviously, it's a male. It's it's someone who is dead. Okay. And just, (laughs) you're probably not going to know who it is, but I'll just go through the guessing process anyway. Okay, how about not start with the date and go to something substantial like what he did? Um, (laughs) So I think we got the date figured out. Yeah, because like you said, we're not going to know him, so you might as well just tell us what he's known for. (laughs) Well, giving you the date of birth gives you a general context. He was born in 1849, uh, grew up, he was, um... (sighs) It's it's weird, he never thinks about these things. He does so much research and is like... I just kind of improvise, improvise. Improvise, oh, isn't he snooty? very nice. Oh, let's let's do some improvisation. (laughs) It's it's the sticker. I think so. It's it obviously has something else. Obviously, something on the on the back side of it. That's been yeah, it's seeping in through the skin. LSD. I don't know. Do do oranges? Do navel oranges cause hallucination? If you leave them out long enough, I suppose they do. <laughs> yeah, probably. Sure. So, born February thirteenth, eighteen forty nine. Do you guys know who Wilhelm Voigt was? V-O-I-G-T? Uh, V-O-I-G-T, yes. No clue. Oh, the name sounds so familiar. Uh, okay, uh, was He's, he a scientist? He, no, he was not. Oh, no. He was a shoemaker. Son of a shoemaker, I think. He was a cobbler, is what you're saying. Well, he technically, yes. Not his entire life. What he's most famous for doesn't involve making shoes, because he... He kind of grew up not exactly... Reflexology? Pressure points in the foot? No. He... Cantaloupe uh, flinging. In, at, at age 14, he, start, he started his life in prison uh, because he, oh. was, he was arrested for theft. And also, over the next, you know, some 
20 or 30 years, he spent even more time in prison for theft and forgery and all sorts of things. Hmm. So my guess is he was one of the first great prison preachers. No. Nope. Hmm. He was one of the first great prison escapees. Oh. No. He is most famous for what he did after he last got out of prison. He so, found Jesus. No, you're, you're, you're he totally found cold, so I'm keeping going. Uh, he was released from prison in 1906. He, he tried to make an a, a honest living at it as a shoemaker, right? but was not able to do that. So he has, you know, he was arrested for, um, he had been arrested for theft and forgery, and he thought up a new idea on how to make money. He sold uh, potions. No, he did not. He sold the Brooklyn Bridge. No, he did not. He danced. No. He would... I, 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 I don't think that's involved in the caper. Oh, it was a caper! Yes, it was. Ooh. He stole something. It, it was a caper. The Great Train yes. Robbery. The, he uh, steals monies? Money is involved in the theft. But did he steal it directly, or did he just bilk people out of it? I would say more built. So not a snake oil salesman necessarily. No, he didn't uh, sell seances? anything. No. Anything along those lines? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So on October sixteenth, nineteen oh six, he he had gone around town where he lived and um, went to various shops where they were selling used clothing and bought different pieces of a captain's uniform for the Prussian military. Wow. So he probably stood in as a, as someone who survived a war or came no. back from the war or successfully. Or was a famous general or something. Nope. He, he started a war. He put together this uniform of a captain, and he went to one of the local barracks and um, pointed to these four guys, uh, grenadiers, and said, you guys, come with me. And he... Ha! <laughs> he just told them to steal the stuff. We're getting there. So he, he, he had these soldiers follow him, and he said, Sergeant, I'm dismissing you. And um, he, he, he got some other officers to follow him. And then they got on a train to uh, Kopenick, which is east of Berlin, where... A whole but like a couple squads worth of sure people. Are that's how it's pronounced? Because last time we got Lester wrong. K O with a umlaut over it. P E N I C K. Kopenick. Yeah, sure. Okay. Close enough. Kopenick, or it's east of Berlin. So okay. he went to this town, and he went to the the city hall, and he um, told the soldiers to cover all the exits, and he told the local police as this army captain that they were not allowed to call Berlin for next several hours. And then he went to the city hall and had um, the mayor and I believe the treasurer of the city arrested (laughs) because he accused them of basically cooking the books. Nice. And as part of this arrest, he confiscated about 4,000 marks worth of of money and um, then commandeered some carriages and had the the mayor and the uh, treasurer sent back to Berlin for interrogation, and then told the guards. So he stood in as a general and, and... As, as just a captain. Oh, just a captain. Okay. And and then he told the guards stand guard, and then in an hour go back to the barracks on the on the train, and then he slipped away, changed it back into civilian guard, and absconded away with four thousand in marks. 
Doesn't seem like a lot. Back then, it probably was. Hmm. So yeah, the reason well, why I yeah. bring this up is that it's he is he has now became famous as kind of a German folk hero uh, for um, basically screwing sa- the man. Essentially, yeah, screwing the man, satirizing the whole, using the the fact that Prussians were kind of instilled with this idea that you must venerate the 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 military and your chain of command no matter right, what obedience to authority no yeah. skepticism whatsoever so there have been plays books based on this guy several movies so it's sort of it's sort of like the uh, time bandits yeah. when, when they when they go into napoleon's war and they knock napoleon out and steal all the stuff right exactly <laughs> so uh, unfortunately 10 days later someone had overheard him talking about like planning this or something and turned him in. Oh. So he was basically arrested for this, but there was this huge groundswell of of people, like I said, Popular people support. thought him as a folk hero because yeah. he he, you know, he was caught in a catch 22 because he was one of those people because he had been in jail for most of his life. He um couldn't get a residence and work permit or something like that, uh-huh. but you can't like you couldn't get a job without a work uh, residence permit, but you right. couldn't get a residence permit without a job. Right. So he he was turning to crime, yeah. but he he had this caper and he kind of stuck it to the man. And apparently, even like the emperor was impressed. So after a couple of years <laughs> nice. in jail, he was pardoned, <laughs> and he he went on like a Barnum Bailey tour of Europe, and would go sign pictures of himself and reenact it. Sometimes with the soldiers who he commandeered would be on stage with him, <laughs> reenacting this whole thing. Now, nice. unfortunately, he died in poverty in Luxembourg right, right around World War Two. Uh, I think he died in uh, the 20s, early 20s. Huh. Sorry, World War One. His name wasn't Jane? No. Well, no, okay. you know, history is full of these sort of, you know, nut jobbies like that. Like, I mean, Joshua Abraham Norton, who was the self-proclaimed Imperial Majesty Emperor Norton I of San Francisco. <laughs> You know, and this was a guy who would walk around, and the city loved him. <laughs> okay. All right. So, what was the guy's name? So, uh, Wilhelm Voigt, the captain of Köpenick. Excellent. So it's it, it's skepticism because no one was skeptical of his claims because apparently he went up to the mayor and said, "I'm going to arrest you," and he said, "Where's your warrant?" And he pointed to the bayonets and said, "That's my my authority." Or you something and what like that. army? Right. Yeah. And so nobody really fully questioned him. So <laughs> you know, good for people to question authority. question authority. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of questioning authority, yes. We're going to let you do two in a row here, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we sort of had a request to do a, a positive uh, web of trust rather than just a negative web of trust. Yes. Uh, my friend Susan Gerbic of Guerrilla Skepticism, is um, she does a lot of stuff on the, on the Internet to kind of improve the presence of skeptics online. She does a lot of Wikipedia work to maintain Wikipedia pages to make sure that they're up-to-date and accurate, hmm. that they don't get spammed or changed by... She's one of those people. ...crazy people. <laughs> uh, she does a lot of stuff to get multiple um, Wikipedia articles translated into multiple languages hmm. and that sort of thing. And she's also kind of a partner in crime in the web of trust rating of sites that are either positive or negative skeptically. 
So the Web of Trust, for those of you who haven't just tuned in for the first time this week, is an internet browser tool that you can plug into any of your internet browsers, and it'll show a rating before you go to a website, or if you just see the link, you'll see either a green or a yellow or a red circle to say, is this a trustworthy website or not, based on other people's ratings. Yeah. Well, apparently there's this website out there, intersectionssouthla.org, which has a um, – one of the articles she posted was um, about African-Americans who are leaving religious faiths. Mm-hmm. And apparently this website has gotten a really bad web of trust rating, like 10 out of 100. It's bright red. Huh. So um, – and it, if you look at the comments for that website, apparently – Maybe it's just this one article or the the tenor of the website that people have a problem with, but apparently a lot of religious trolls have been spamming the Web of Trust rating for this Well, that's rather site. interesting because we managed to skew, skew a rating of a very popular website uh, just on our own little, little selves and yes. you guys out in podcast land. So for this site to actually have a fairly bad rating by by what looks to be religious people is – Interesting. Yes. Now, I, I, I seem to remember it's gotten maybe a couple hundred ratings, so if you can go out there, take a look at the website. It Got doesn't it. seem like it has any malicious pop-ups or viruses or anything like that, so that would be kind of a privacy kind of thing, but trustworthiness and child safety, I'm not sure why it's got such a poor rating. Hmm. So, as always, we're not telling you exactly how to rate it, but we think you should give it a Give more a positive rating than it has right now, hmm. but go and read it and take a look at it. And then after you've done that, go back over to naturalnews.com and rate them down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> down with natural news. That's right, because it's, it's all well and good to be happy, and... but sometimes being snarky and bad is fun. Yes. <laughs> well, natural news is pretty kind of open and shut. They yeah. are dangerous for kids. They're anti-vax, anti-medicine. And pro just, oh, you know, eat soybeans and you'll be cured of cancer. Kind of yeah, stuff. there is a lot of uh, cures that they don't want you to know about, which yeah. was last week's <laughs> birthday, but whatever. Well, I had to say this about the Web of Trust. Um, I, I kind of found a side use for it. I, I work with a lot of actors and actresses, and some of them are not so tech-savvy. And some of the actors and actresses that I work with are... <sighs> Are clickers? No. Well, no, they're older in age. People who click on things that they're not supposed to. Right. They're older in age. And so I had a couple of them install Web of Trust because I was like, for like two weeks, got spammed almost every day. So I was like, go download this, put it on there. I said, it's going to show you if it's a good site and it will tell you, are you sure you want to go here? And they were like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yep. <laughs> it Just, stops them from being clickers. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, I was I was looking earlier today for for uh uh where is the stuff um, porn. No. Uh medical uh pills oh, and stuff. Oh, penis pills. Yeah, sure. And uh Apparently, all of all of those places, all of like the, the you know get it get it cheaper from Canada type places, the they're all pharmacies. red. They're all red. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> they're, they're... So if anybody knows a a good Canadian pharmacy, <laughs> <laughs> let me know. 
Yeah, the, maybe I've, you should I've, think about Mexico. It's not that far. Uh, yeah, but how how tra- how trustworthy is that compared to you know? I guess to Canada, you're, you're to, either way. I think with Canada, you just have to worry if it's like added with you know like maple syrup or something. Yeah, yeah. I well, it helps it go down easier. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the pill, not something else. Uh, well, you did say penis pill, so. <laughs> Yes, yes, They're I little did. pills in the shape of a penis. <laughs> for bachelorette parties. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like it's home- homeopathic. You know, like it's like. If only that were true. Well, it's mostly water with a little also a little cock. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it were true, you could just make little little penis popsicles if you were having problems, and then. <laughs> And just go walking around the neighborhood with yeah. a penis popsicle. Yeah. That's, what I, that's what I had in my brain. <laughs> Here, little kid, you want? It's wrong. But that sort of leads into speaking of dangerous <laughs> to little kids. Yes. So, as we may or may have not have known, if if, if you at, at all turned on the radio, the television, or or turn on the the newspaper. Actually, you shouldn't turn on the newspaper because they just. You know, um, Usually that's a fire hazard. Yeah. Uh, we we learned that the Pope was resigning, which I, I didn't know that you could resign from, from Popehood. It, it sounds it sounds because it sounds like it's a job. Which of course job. it is. <laughs> but, but it is, but it's I mean A job for life. Yeah, but it's it's also it's like you can you know you can abdicate the throne, I yes. guess. And you can step down as president or or governor or whatever. Uh, what kind of like called? Sarah Palin. Yeah, but to to hear the term resign for for, for the an term fallible kind Pope. of appointed by God kind of person, yeah. uh, just it's kind of freaky. It hasn't <laughs> can, happened in six hundred years. Yeah, abdicate sounds like a better term, but they are using the word resign. <laughs> It just—it's just like he put in this, you know, like you three, two he, weeks notice. Yeah, two weeks notice. He he goes into HR, gives an exit interview. Well, <laughs> yeah. basically, has, has to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Well, that's basically what he's done. He's given it less than three weeks' notice. Apparently, it's for health reasons, which you would think, if you're appointed by God, your health should be pretty damn good. Because yeah. apparently, he comes with a God, really good God, health yeah. plan. After he became pope, he was on vacation and he fell down and broke his hand or broke his wrist. He's and, had a rough time of being pope. Yes, and and <laughs> in order to be brought to the place where he gives his blessings every week or whatever, they put him on like a little motorized platform and just wheel the platform down the aisle. <laughs> So it kind of looks like he's floating out there. <laughs> it's it's very Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. But from what I understood from some of the articles I read, Pope John Paul II, the, the previous pope, um, didn't was not in good health for like the last for four, a long time. six six or seven years but for the last five years nothing happened because he, he just couldn't perform the the duties of pope and then i think it was usa today or or maybe it was cnn one of the one of the the ways one of the, sorry one of the requirements for a pope to resign is they had to be of sound mind which 
implies that if you're not of sound mind, you're not Can't allowed quit. to <laughs> But you're still Pope. <laughs> but you're still Pope and you're still making decisions. I guess they can go, oh, well, that... Well, then, On the other hand, it was, might be a good thing if you're sorry. If, if it might be a good thing if you're not of sound mind, because then you know that the the connection's going great. <laughs> the connection to the Almighty. To the Almighty, yeah, because direct line, right? <laughs> Kill them all. Okay. <laughs> oh, anyway, you were about to say, Greg? Sorry. There was one article where I read that apparently um, he might, John Paul II might have written a letter to say. If I'm ever completely incapacitated mm. with the disease, yeah, then this that. kind of acts as my resignation before the fact. Just like some other popes had apparently, like when one pope went to coronate Napoleon or something, he said, if I'm taking prisoner, this letter acts as my resignation. Or, right. you know, uh, what was it? Pope Pius Twelfth had something similar if he got taken by Nazis. Right. That if I'm taken by Nazis, I am no longer the Pope. So he couldn't he, be held how, hostage. How could he possibly be taken by Nazis? They were kind of they were they kind of buddy buddy, good but terms. yeah. But well, the, yeah. well, when you're when you're up against a, a dictator who's kind of gone uh, off the deep end. Yes, uh, because those Catholics—they're so rational. Uh, <laughs> well, the yeah. the weird thing about Benedict, sorry, uh, Ratzinger. Um, Resigning from Pope. No way. Is he Ratzinger? Or is he Benedict? Well, no, he is, he's going to go back to being Rat, Ritzing, Cardinal Ratzinger. Okay, right, well, because he's basically taking a demotion. Because even though everybody says <laughs> what he's a, taking a demotion. Okay, because it always seemed that even though he was Pope Benedict, they always used Ratzinger in there. It's like for for the last what six years or whatever. Well, that he never got away from his actual name. It's the Pope, Pope formerly known as Ratzinger. Yeah, but but Pope John Paul II was always Pope John Paul II. I don't even know what his real name was. I think part of it is not his stage John name. John Paul II started being Pope <laughs> back in the seventies. Oh, and so people just had been used to decades it. Yeah. and people didn't need to be reminded who he used to be. Yeah. I guess so. Plus now with Ratzinger he was so associated with a lot Nazi of, youth. Well, and... yeah, not so much the Nazi youth. I'm talking about the Catholic um, abuse scandals yeah. of children, and that there, he was some part of those offices that kind of shuffled things around and had a legally reviewed them. Yeah, set, he setting, he, so. he knew he knows he knows all the secrets. Yeah, and yeah. that's been a floating conspiracy theory about why he's retiring. I guess, resigning, retiring, abdicating, whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> well, um, if, if, if it really is for health, in so, for, for someone who I completely and utterly disagree with, I give him props for doing that. To yeah, say, you know, realizing, absolutely. like, he has arthritis, so he can't do the stand-up, kneel, whatever thing that all those Catholics do, genuflect, 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 <laughs> you know. They're not so he can't do that whole all the all the ceremony of being a pope. Yeah. He can't travel as much because he's well. Old certainly, and the, the previous pope traveled he, extensively. He was, he was, yeah, he was basically the the rock Except and roll for the last pope. Few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know that little they had to make sure they got the best deal on that little pope mobile. <laughs> no, well, that's true. So, I mean, if if he really did resign for health, he he's one up on John Paul II on that one because. Just he, Paul II allowed him to himself to deteriorate into this parody. I mean, literally on South Park, they would just parody him. You know, that's that's what they made him sound like. So, in in one say, I would say yes, you are. If you can't handle the job, resign. But it does 
it is a little weird in that it it's like they're going to be two popes at the same time. Well, there was there's also... going to be a living pope and the resigned pope. Well, the resigned pope is sort of like he's basically he's going from like president of the of the CEO of the company to that vice president that walks around and yells at everybody and says, "Clean up the coffee room." <laughs> well, not even not even that. I mean, it's, it's like when Steve Jobs left Apple. Yeah. You know, is he going to come back? Of course, Ratzinger is not going to come back, probably. But I mean, it, it's it's just a, a the head the head leaving. Yeah. And from what I understand, that that's great. But of course, it points out what everybody knows <laughs> about the Pope. Is it's a guy, it's a guy in a funny hat. Yes, you know, right? Who is with in, a shitload more power than the person should have right. any right to have. He's a man in a funny hat, in ill health because it has been released that he's had a pacemaker installed and, and everything else. Ever since the, he was a cardinal, so it's been there for a long time. No, I thought the pacemaker was. He just recently had the battery changed. Ah, he's had the pacemaker for a long time because he had a a stroke of some sort years ago. You think God would have been able to handle that? <laughs> yeah, that's it's one of those weird things. But again, that how can you overlook that? <laughs> right, and exa- and the other side of that though is is that there's a lot of conspiracy theorists who are coming out because a lot of the cardinals who are like, oh my god, we didn't know this was going to happen. Oh right. my god, oh my god, we're going to pick a new guy, and all of a sudden people are like, why? The question is. Why? Hmm. Because you would have think that he would have said, you know, hey, guys, we're going to have to convene in a bit, and it might be a couple of days. So y'all could crash at my place. <laughs> well, apparently, <laughs> uh, according to his brother, who's even older, like almost 90, um, apparently Ratzinger had made this decision last year. And he was on a trip, like after his trip to Cuba in mid-2012 or something like that, Hmm. he realized that his health was deteriorating. He wasn't able to do the travel, do the whatever. That's the the, the official story is that he's had this in mind and he just did it. He didn't ask anybody's advice because he wanted to be in sound mind and all that. No, because he's picked by God. (laughs) Yeah, well, Um, that makes sense. But that he has had this in mind, so it's not a complete surprise, at least to people who know him. Yeah. So, but I, you have to admit, it's, it's, it's a tough choice. I mean, just quitting a regular job is yeah. pretty tough, but to quit that, you know. And then, <laughs> just reminds also, me. you got to think about what all goes into picking the new pope. Mm. The, the, car, the cardinal conclave meets. You have to be apparently under the age of 80 to vote. <laughs> Which I, I looked and I looked and I looked and I could not find any official reason why you have to be under 80 to be of the of the cardinal college you have to be under 80 to vote i couldn't find an official reason why the official the unofficial be- opi- opinion is if you're over 80 you might be senile mm. and you might be <laughs> easily swayed by somebody else but we have an 85 year old pope yeah but he was 79 when he was elected when he was elected <laughs> but yes. it's it's actually it's not so much that it's it all has to go goes back to florida with the hanging chads you know they can't be they can't be trusted can't as, be to trusted. pick the right yeah. pope. <laughs> but it is this huge process to pick the pope. They basically vote four times a they day. They do the catering. 
Well, there, there actually were some rules put in place that... When there was, like, these extended periods of not electing the Pope, and it basically got down to, like, after so many days, you get bread and water, dude. <laughs> they're like, they really... That's okay. Sur- sur- surely someone can multiply the fish and the loaves. <laughs> because I think at one not point, so it took them, like, three, four months to pick, and then there was another time where it was, like, 54 days. There, there have uh-huh. been some times where they've gone years without Popes. Because either they couldn't get all together, or there was wars, or whatever. There just wasn't some. There was but nobody yes. holy enough in the land who fit the shoe. There were Maybe long periods of time that that um, it took a while to elect a pope, and then they started doing things like the conclave of locking them all in. Yeah, the, they lock the them chapel. all in in uh, St. Peter's Basilica. Now you, they do. Do you, you think the one thing that's in common with all the popes is they're all about the same size, same shoe size, and so they, <laughs> they don't have to really re- retailer all this stuff? Actually, one of the articles I read on it, that once the Pope is elected, he goes into this little red crying room, or that's what they call it, I guess, and there's like three or four sets of robes in there that he can pick from. It's like a lightsaber. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get the blue robe. (laughs) No, it's always like the white with the red shoulder thing and the white beanie and, and the gold kind of. Versace yeah, kind of so stuff, awesome. whatever. But it's in four or five different sizes, and right. it's robes. It's yeah. not like you need to like have a exactly thirty four waist or something. <laughs> but you can't be too tall, otherwise your knees show. Oh, uh, his knees are showing. Well, you know what's funny is is that actually um, Irish booking parlors are taking bets as to who's going to be the. Oh, new I pub. bet I, I bet in and Vegas is all over that. What? Who? Plenty of Vegas. Places. Yeah. Oh. But one of the, like, there's, I guess there's a, a, a cardinal out of Ghana who's got, like, he speaks like six languages. He's very high up there. There's one guy out of Canada who's, I think, actually the top of the list. Um, cardinal Dolan. Pope. Cardinal Dolan is in the top 20 list. Everybody pray, eh? <laughs> there's a Nigerian in the running as right. well. Oh, God, we're going to get so much spam from that guy. <laughs> No, you want to know? Who, you want to guess who's going off six hundred and sixty-six to one? Wow! No, who? Richard Dawkins. <laughs> awesome. Because techni- he's not conservative enough for the. Well, I, uh, tec- technically, any Catholic man of good, in good standing with the church who hasn't been excommunicated oh, and tec- a single, unmarried. Well, I don't know. Maybe they get divorced or something, but any technically any man in the Catholic Church can become Pope. Hmm. Now, if they, I mean, the last several hundred years they've always chosen amongst their bishops and cardinals. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing where if they're just a regular priest, they immediately elevate them to cardinal, and and like, and then five minutes later they're the Pope. Yeah. No, I, I read. So they uh, give them like lots the of mini promotions. No. So <laughs> technically, Stephen Colbert could be the next Pope. Because he's a Catholic in good standing. Well, his rules indicate that any unmarried Catholic male can be elected to the new pope. But I guess what happens is that when the conclave meets, they they start narrowing it down. And I guess there are some people who say, no, really, I don't want to be pope. And so they're all like, okay, your name's out of it. Your name's out of it. Well, because that guy who was pope for, what, five months or whatever, who went off and was a hermit before and said, eh. Well, he had, he had written a letter to the, the papal conclave saying, 
listen, things are going to get fucked up if you don't choose a pope soon. So they chose him. And he was just this monk, so they promoted him up to to pope and then he instilled a bunch of rules and said all right fuck this i'm leaving yeah yeah <laughs> well, the, the squeaky grease gets the wheel yeah and um john paul ii had actually established the rule that it needed to simply be a majority so when rotzinger was elected to pope it was by simple majority rotzinger has again changed the rule back to being the two-thirds hmm. so it's like congress the, the fun thing that I found in reading through either Wikipedia on this whole Pope election thing and the history of popes who have abdicated and stuff like that is if you read through the articles on the rules of electing popes, it has changed so much and it changed back and forth. One pope says, no, it should be the two-thirds supermajority, and then the next pope says, no, let's make it half. Then the next pope says, well, it has to be two-thirds plus one, and then the next pope says, well, you know, right now it's 70 people in the Cardinal of, uh, Car- College of Cardinals. Let's increase it to 120. So it's kind of like playing poker. Yep. <laughs> the, the rules... <laughs> oh, who's, who's wild? What's wild here? One-eyed kings, they're wild. Like, it, it only recently, in, in our discussion earlier, it only recently was St. Peter's Basilica or whatever, the the Sistine Chapel and all that, where they actually do all the Pope electing. That's only been the last couple hundred years. Hmm. It's been different places, different yeah, rules, yeah. different times. And the, the funny thing is, is the Catholics have this veneer of hundreds and hundreds, 2,000 years worth of history and tradition. <laughs> and, and ritual. We are this rock upon Christ's churches stood yeah. or whatever. They keep changing the rules all the time, yet no one seems to fucking notice that these Catholics are just, well, I, it, it's like the Joseph Smith sayings where he all of a sudden said, ah, no, I had this sudden revelation that I'm going to allow me to marry anybody I want. Kind of like Muhammad had these revelations of, I can marry a seven-year-old. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. my, my personal favorite of all of the rituals, though, I guess, because when I first moved here, they had a huge museum exhibit that came through about the Vatican. So I went, you know, I was, hey, raised Catholic, let me go see what this is all about. And one of the things that they had in there is this very small, dainty silver hammer that apparently gets used when the Pope dies just to make sure he's dead. (laughs) Now, technically, they would just kind of tap lightly and say his given name three times to see if he'd respond. And they actually don't do that anymore. So they didn't do that to John Paul. But yeah, it's constantly changing rules. Like, this is this long tradition of the silver hammer and... You know, and just, I want to just so see go. It just wow. changed. It just <laughs> yeah. changes. It's very worldly. It's like this idea of these 120 guys getting into a room and electing the next infallible person. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre how secular this is in that it's constantly <laughs> changing. It's yeah. not this long tradition. Yeah. It's also rather interesting to hear the discussions, uh, like because I've been listening to NPR and and for the last. You know, for the last couple of days, they've they've had the, the call-in shows. And what you're saying about how people view the church and some of the arguments they use, and even the bishops that they have, it's I, I find I find it endlessly fascinating to to hear. Um, what are some of the examples? Well, well, like today on on Diane Reem, they had a guy who is against basically organized religion, period, but specifically the Catholic Church because of the 
the weight of of years and the apparent as you were saying the the apparent uh, two thousand years of, of tradition and then the bishop gets on there and appear to spout a whole bunch of truisms and and mis untruths about the Bible and what the Bible says about caring for people. And this other guy's like, no, 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 that's not what it says. It says nothing about because he's saying get rid of the priesthood completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, no, the, the Bible says nothing about priests or bishops or cardinals or popes or anything like that. It's no, it's nowhere in the Bible. It's it's all about right. That's not it, in the Bible, let alone anything Jesus ever said. Yeah, in fact, it, it goes it, the the whole structure of the Catholic Church pope down with all of this worldly wealth started like the 500s or something yeah. like that. Uh, is, comple- is is completely against the, the teachings of Jesus. Now, the interesting thing, however, that I, I I think about the Catholic Church specifically and the Vatican, even more specifically, is because they've been around for so long, uh, they have they have the staying power to keep a lot of history. Now they they went through when they had the 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 great. Uh, castration, where one of the popes decided that the penises on all of these Greek statues had to go, and so they went around and they chopped all the the penises off of the statues. Right? Okay, that's that bad. pope had some issues. Yeah. So so you you get that every once in a while, but they, I mean, they've got they've got this accumulation of of art and literature and just stuff that we don't have access to, but it'd be so interesting. To if all of that were available to everybody, but there aren't very many organizations. In fact, what organization can you think of that has been around so long that has actually kept you know the writings of Galileo? Or uh, they're they're very difficult to do because every once in a while someone burns down the fucking library. <laughs> <laughs> but the Catholic Church has managed to keep a lot of this stuff. Uh, and so, in in that sense, it's 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 quite an important institution. But that's about that's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, essentially, so to destroy the the church may, poses an interesting problem on how do you keep all of that stuff from just being lost? Because right now, the the Catholic Church has the um, the edifice of being this this holy thing that you are not supposed to touch, not right. bother. So they're they're entrusted with all these relics of humanity, not just religion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, okay, so what now? The Italian government is going to be in charge because <laughs> it happens to be in Italy. Italy right, and then or... and you see what happened. You know, Greece lost all of its money. So what are they going to do? Start selling off the these writings to the highest bidder? Or you know, or heck, Jeru- Jerusalem. Yeah. I wouldn't trust either the Jews or the Palestinians to be in charge of uh, all of that. Yeah, they have, exactly. yeah, but then you can also look at the – to make that same argument, you can look at what Kenya has done with now releasing um, stuff from the Kenya National Museum like Lucy to go on to her to raise money for right. good works. Right. Now, they, they kind of did it right though because they, they allowed Lucy to go on tour, but it is – they spent the money to make sure that it was done correctly. Correctly, uh, and, but we, I mean, even the United States, we've got the the National Mall with all of those 
all of that stuff. And there's stuff the down S- there. Smithsonian, the Smithsonian, the, archive, the whole just, yeah. Indiana and the Jones Museum. warehouse thing. Yeah, and there's stuff down there that they keep finding. It's like, oh, geez, look at this. This has been here for you know 100 years, 150 years. And, and, and it would be bad like if we ever failed where if that – if something happened to that, so but Vatican's been around sixteen hundred years, right? So I think it's an interesting problem. Uh, it'd be great, if, you know, get rid of the religion and the whole thing and be a little bit more secular. But we do have to think about some long-term consequences on how how that would happen. Granted, how, how to dismantle this big powerful yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, too big to fail. It's, eh. Yeah, exactly. So, but of course, <laughs> we're nowhere near that. <laughs> It'd be better to happen over slowly over a long period rather than something horrible happening to us. Okay, well, so much for that. We're all, you know, uh, Catholicism is now Lutheranism. Turns so the, out Martin Luther was right. The best solution <laughs> is creeping secularism. Yeah, yeah. In, in this particular case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some very good reasons to do it, you know, rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> but there's also some reasons that some things... You, you want to do it quite carefully because you don't want to rip the Band-Aid off the Mona Lisa if someone stuck a Band-Aid on the Mona Lisa, right? You want to slowly peel it off so it doesn't ruin the painting. Then you get, end up getting monkey face Jesus. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, but well, we can't peel what? Back to the, the Patty Power betting. <laughs> I just... That's that's the, the website that is got the listing ah. of the... Um, potential pups. I just wanted to note that Richard Dawkins is actually getting better odds than um, Bono. And um, <laughs> Father Dougal McGuire, who apparently... Not not Guido Sarducci. No, okay. Guido Sarducci's not. But apparently, that is from a cult comedy produced by Hat Trick Productions for British Channel 4. Oh, um, uh, Father Ted. Father, Father, Father Ted. Father Ted! Yes, Father Dougal uh... McGuire... Is going off thousand to one to be the next. The old drunk priest who had kept on feck feck drink. Give me women. Yes, ours. (laughs) Yes. There have been some really funny memes floating around Facebook. You've got the Emperor Palpatine. Oh, they started new Star Wars movies, and all of a sudden Ratzinger quits, or, or um, you know, things like the lots of pictures of the Pope and his his vestments getting blown around in the wind, yeah, and he suddenly, fuck, fuck this, I'm leaving. Right. Or you see a, a picture edited to have uh, The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins in his hand and says, eh, I, now you know why I'm quitting, or stuff like that. <laughs> nice. But we can't predict the future, although huh. people are going to bet on it. But you know what? We can increase our psychic powers. <gasps> we can? Yes, we can. Yay! Right after these commercial messages from our break or something like that. So... PR web, you know, that bastion of critical thinking and public relations stuff, had an article, or I guess has an article. A posting. They'll take anybody. Called 10 Tips to Develop Your Psychic Abilities by psychic medium Jamie Clark. At least they wait until you stop talking. That was nice of them. Uh, I I think they... They they saw a ghost. So I just love psychic medium. So he's a medium. Probably, you know, medium height. Yeah. 
psychic extra large ego though but they they had they had two things they had the the article which had 10 things and they also had a video of Jamie Clark and there there was one slight discrepancy between the video and what he said but let's let's go through yeah and and I will point it out so the, the number one instruction, maybe not number one in priority, but the first one on the list yep. is meditation. Yes. The idea that if you have a relaxed mind and body, you will be more in touch with your not just a relaxed psychological... mind, but a relaxed state of mind. Oh, right. Okay. It's an entire state. We're not talking counties or We're provinces. talking Texas. Provinces, yeah. We're talking Texas. Yeah. Could be Rhode Island. Jersey. Not today. Hey, watch it. But not Virginia, because Virginia's a commonwealth. But it's also for lovers. Yeah, we're not getting through this anytime <laughs> quick if we keep doing that. Um, but the idea is that you, if you meditate, you're more in, in touch with the universe, with yourself. <coughs> your your mind is relaxed, and you can you can psych more. Actually, the way you say that reminds me, uh, because he uses. A similar technique that we will talk about in other ways that we might actually become a psychic. A more skeptical take on that. <laughs> and one of those is speak calmly in a, in a calm, soothing voice. To, to have your audience or your client relax and be more receptive to your psychic abilities. And that's what this guy does. Plus, he has water going on in the background. He has like a little waterfall thing. So it either makes you relax or makes you have to go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Just reminds me of frying bacon. <laughs> Number two. Number two. And this is this is where the discrepancy, the main discrepancy between the two are. I like this. Take psychic classes. Yeah, he doesn't say that. Yeah, because if it was book learning... You... <laughs> You know, no, you can't learning? learn being a psychic from a book. No, you have to take a class from somebody, and all of a sudden you can learn how to be yeah, a psychic. Because yeah, you have to have that psychicism rub off on you a little bit. Except everybody's a little bit psychic. Everyone's a little bit psychic. Well, yeah, that goes Sometimes. back to number one, the meditate thing, where you're supposed to be meditating helps you just get in touch with the part of you that is psychic easier. Yeah. So taking a class in a formal environment where you're not relaxed, that's supposed to make it easier, hmm. I guess. I'm wondering what the test is at the end. <laughs> you know, is it the little cards? And does it have Bill Murray with the little shock treatment nah, thing? You probably have to uh, bilk somebody out. I mean, you probably have to take a client and help them find the long lost one or, or, talk, or talk to their uh, late... Dead grandmother. Who, yeah. Exactly. Well, well. Luckily, these no, classes are developed by certified professional psychics. Oh well, of course. And many are offered online. Yes, because that's where the best education you can find is is all online. Well, it, it is all through the yes, ether. right behind Uncle Murray's bait trap and kill plus university and hair care center. Yeah. <laughs> so if if the article says that the second step is take psychic classes. What does he say actually in the video? He says, get out of your mind and into your soul. Trust your feelings, Luke. He says, trust trust your feelings, because your feelings are 100% right. But that's number five on his list. 
trust. Yeah. No, no, that, no, that's trust. Whereas trust your feelings is different. So how did they get from trust your feelings to take psychic classes? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was the, they, they misunderstood him when he said, get out of your mind and into your soul. And they, they may, they, they may have thought he said, uh, get out of your house. <laughs> into the bank. And into, yeah. Just, just get out of here. I don't, get out. Just get out. <laughs> that's, that's a, a little weird, but yeah. we can move on, I guess. Yeah. Well, he's, he's selling the classes and the parents, uh, so. Yeah. But you'd think he'd also try to sell his books. Sure. I'm sure well, he, I'm sure his, his subliminal step three messages. is designed to make sure that you're around to keep buying his books as he puts them out. Because <laughs> it's take care of your body. Now, some of this I would agree with, because the second sentence is, that includes no smoking and no consumption of alcohol. Hmm. Fuck that. I don't know. I've, I've known a lot of uh, uh, premonition people, people with premonitions after they've been drinking. Uh, and you one believe... was, I think I'm going to be sick. Uh, I hope we don't get pulled over. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe the kind of things that people see in the parking lot of Grateful Dead shows. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> but they're they're more mean, in tune with nature. <laughs> it's The idea here is that your physical condition will make you more al- aligned or in tuned with your body it will to be you more in tune with your, your psychic ability. Yeah. It's not bad advice to say, hey, you should be healthy. But it's kind of like the old medicine people hey, saying, "Hey, you should be healthy." Is very good advice, right? Well, <laughs> yes, it's, but it's, the to, statement to, is implementing some type of exercise program would go a long way in helping improve your psychic ability. So, by that explanation, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lance Armstrong, okay, bad examples because they use drugs. Um, physically fit people. Like Olympians should all be master psychics. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, and if they were, that means that most of them wouldn't show up because I knew they wouldn't win. <laughs> <laughs> One would think. Or is that pre? That's precognition. That's, so that's the type of psychicness. Yeah. There's all sorts of varieties out there. On the other hand, maybe they they're constantly losing their shoes and socks, but they're psychic, so they always know where they're they're at. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I guess the, the point I was making, it's like the alt-med people saying that we advise you to have a healthy diet and to exercise, and those those Western medicine people don't. It, it's, yeah. like, it's like, no, no, everybody thinks that's a good idea. No one's telling yeah. you not to exercise. My doctor has never said, go out and eat McDonald's three times a day and just sit on your ass. Yes, exactly. My doctor has never, ever said this. So that's let's that's basic good advice. So I think we can kind of move on from it. Yeah. Based on yeah. you know the snarkiness. Yeah. Well, snarkiness of, of of making fun of just being exercising. But oh yeah, okay. Well, well, that's because number four has to have you working with your guide. Number four, it is my guides. Yes. Who are my guides? I, I, I don't Excuse know. Her, stop. What were you pointing at? <laughs> I was pointing at you to go on with the next oh, one. Okay. Your turn. My you. Turn. Go ahead. Yes, I was watching, and you, I'm like, I'm go, like watching you. him like flail. Go ahead. I, like, I, I thought you were expecting me to say something snarky. The snarkiness. I'm like, I got nothing. We're done with that. Let's move on. No, as opposed to raising my hand in. Hold on. I'm going to say something. Okay. Let me talk. It's no, you. Go ahead, okay. Gary. Yes, Donna. 
uh, working with your guides. Now, uh, I have had a guide... Let me see. I, I had a guide when I was in Iraq. I was going to say, uh, well, we you're worked well with them. Sherpa. Right. Yeah, essentially, that's what it is. But it's very nonspecific about who your guides are, or if you need to be around them or not. Well, if you're, if or, you're doing, if you're doing, say, uh, Photoshop, <laughs> uh, sometimes guides really help because they can't yeah. keep you in the margins of whatever picture you're working on. So that's a, that is important. That's good advice for people working uh, with 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 different media. Okay, and and templates and yeah. and widgets and and, and stuff like that and woodworking or yeah. uh, that's all fine. But it, it, I mean, are these supposed to be gurus that are supposed to be training you to be a better psychic? It's no, they're just lines. Yeah, they make you uh, better graphic artists. I'm talking about the guides in oh, the article. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I don't Not think... the rulers on Photoshop. I oh. moved on from that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the guides will probably help you with any computer-aided design. But it... it, it <laughs> yes. It doesn't tell you how to get a guide, how <laughs> for, they will help you, and what to... For example, my, my, my eagle guide, because my psychic guide's an eagle, didn't know shit about the gimp. <laughs> That that's that's a uh, a uh, Photoshop equivalent, by the way, not uh, a guy in a leather suit. Sure, Gary. Uh huh. Is that why we've never seen the back room of your house? I have. I filmed in it. I was making a joke. <laughs> Come on, the first rule of improv is yes and. Yeah, and. And. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> So, yeah, work with your guides. Because usually, even the guides, if the guide's not being happy, he's probably just about having a bad day. Or if he's dead, a bad millennium. Well, the working with guide step is very much in the vein of all kind of psychic, you know, readers and taroters or whatever. It's vague language. Sure. It's not anything specific of, of like, this is who your guide is, this is how you do it, and you should do A, B, right. and C. It's it more like. Be. You know, okay, your guide, your guide is Bob, and he was a former giraffe, and now he's going to follow you to make sure that you don't fall down. That's what the yes. guide should be. But it, well, it didn't have to be like, you know, John Smith at 123 Evergreen Terrace, that is your guide. But more even just, you know, what is meant by a guide? Is it someone who who will teach you, this is what you should get out of it? It's very non-specific it's wishy-washy it's like that experiment that james randy did in that classroom where he handed out everybody their horoscopes and then said okay does this apply to you everybody said yeah pretty much and he said pass it off to your left everybody passed off their horoscopes and everybody was reading the same damn damn horoscope because this could apply for it to anybody so it's not a great instruction on how to be a better psychic Hmm. well so i don't trust him which is number five well, I was, I was going to say, uh, when I was in Af- no, Iraq, um, they, a lot of the bases have, have, have libraries. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would get a book, and if I went to another base, I'd drop the book off. Uh, there was one book that I somehow managed to keep called <laughs> Secrets of Shamanism. Um, and they don't talk specifically about guides, but they do talk about spirit helpers, which I think are the same things. It could be. <laughs> and and under the list, under, under the chapter listening, uh, listing, they have uh, nature's power, spirit helpers, the power of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are we talking about the Grateful Dead again? I, no, I think I, I think actual, say, I've actual seen rocks. the power of rocks when somebody's picked them up and hit somebody sure. else in the head or with pop them. rocks and Diet Coke. The spirit within rocks sets up a certain vibration that emits a particular frequency. There you go. Do they mean crystals? Yeah, rocks. Rocks and minerals. <laughs> and then there's uh, locations of power, animals, plants, and elements. So a guide could be anything. If someone says, I need to you know, follow my guide, just pick up a rock and throw it and say, there you go. <laughs> and if they're a dog, they may bring it back to you. <laughs> well, but, that's a special kind of guide and a special kind exactly. of trust. But you can't trust them, and we've already talked about trust. We can skip that one. <laughs> so here comes a nice, fun, wooey... Wooby dooby, lovey dovey kind of thing. Open. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I was far too vociferous to be to be a. Open your chakras. <laughs> no, no, no. Open your seven chakra. Seven. Open your seven chakra centers. So, in other words, not build your a, chakras off center. Build a strip mall. <laughs> <laughs> And open seven stores there. You'll have seven chakra centers. Seven locations all across the San Antonio area. I still... Th it wasn't Chakra... Wasn't that the name of the little uh, ape beast from Land of the Lost? No, I don't think so. You're thinking of Chaka Khan. Oh, it was Chaka. It was Chaka, not yeah, Chakra. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was Chaka. Okay. I was about to Google it, but... Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, open yeah, open so your seven. It's, it's, so there's it's, seven yeah. of them. Assuming that there are chakras in the first place, like your third. Well, eye. not just not just chakras, but there's obviously seven of them. Yes. Oh, well, and opening up your third eye. Yes, that's assuming you already have a third eye. You know where it is. You're just supposed to open it. I love this sentence. It makes very little sense. Opening up your third eye is very beneficial and can be accomplished with some practice on opening up your chakra centers. Obviously. Yes, that's crystal clear. Just as clear as the next one, which is just a demand. Hmm. See auras! <laughs> Although, to be fair, humans do emit radiation. <laughs> and in fact, yeah. we, are, we are, according to Quite Interesting, QI, the British show with uh, Stephen Fry hosting, we, do in, we are uh, bioluminescent, but it's a thousand times fainter than our eyes can see. Right. Plus ultraviolet radiation, because yeah. we are heat. Yeah. So, so if you so put on do, those, those, have those infrared well, goggles. My, yeah. my worry is, is that whenever somebody <laughs> says they're seeing auras, it's usually followed by a seizure. Or they're, they're, they haven't been getting a lot of sleep and their eyes are crossed or they're on hallucinogens or something like that. I think every, every time someone says, uh, I hear someone talk about auras, the next thing that comes out of their mouth is, can you give me some money? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, uh, according to this, this article, quote-unquote article, that some people, after practicing a few days, may see auras and colors right away, and others may take a little longer to see them. So it's just a little bit of practice, and you'll yeah. see auras. Eh, no big deal. Yeah. Oh, uh, I see an aura around you. It's the color of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's me all the time. <laughs> uh, I would like to point out that there is a slight deviation with the video on this. Seven on the aura point. thing? On the aura thing. Uh, he calls it reading people's mental atmospheres. So people have an entire atmosphere. Well, I mean, that can be just if you're sitting with a person, watching their demeanor. Yeah. 
and seeing how they are, and that's more in tune with something that we'll talk about later after we've got through this list. Right. Uh, but And that's just being emp- empathetic of people who are around you, kind of sympathizing that someone's not in a good mood, or eh, they seem to be doing well and confident, they're sitting up straight, or hmm. or they're slouched over and they're sad-looking, like Grumpy Cat or something right. like that. So... Uh, that's probably a little better than seeing auras, which means there's something wrong with your head, probably. Maybe. Or like I said, seizures. Yeah. Yep, could be having a stroke. Moving on. Now, the the next suggestion is just grope other people's property. If, yeah, pretty much. Touch objects. Rub your hand over them. That usually gets you a nice visit to the county jail. Yeah. Yes. Or a restraining Officially order. known as psycho, psychometry, but <laughs> also known as petty theft. It has the word psych in it. <laughs> no. Basically, touching an object and feeling the energy, baby. I uh, say, usually you have to pay three ninety five for that. <laughs> really? Was, wow. The uh, Stephen King book, uh, The Dead Zone, where he touches things and all of a sudden starts seeing the past and the future and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, or, or even if you remember the movie... Constantine, where they, okay. the, uh, yeah. the what's her face picks it up and sees sees all this stuff. So yeah, but so, uh, apparently the way to be a better psychic is just to hold, to take items or yours or someone's close to you, and just kind of touch them in a creepy vibe. Get your hands off my computer, Donna. <laughs> you don't know where that thing's been. <laughs> Seriously. Actually, I think she now knows where that thing's been, and uh, she's... Wash your hands. Trust me. <laughs> AdamandEve.com. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, just the browser history. <laughs> so, apparently, you're supposed to just be touching these objects and getting a... And, and just kind of thinking of the person and seeing if you can get a sense of them. But if you know them, you already have a sense of them. So, it's not the object that is giving you an impression of... Your friend. Okay, so it's not touching yourself and thinking of the person. No, that's something entirely different. <laughs> okay. No, that's, Good, that's not nine. psychometry. That's number nine. Okay. A variety <laughs> of tools. What? From adamandeve.com. <laughs> unique tools for unique people. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much so, that's what number nine says. <laughs> so tarot cards, pendulums... It's it's really just divining rods. Familiarize yourself with the tricks of the trade. There's all these different techniques you can use to pretend to be psychic. So just get familiar with them all and get get a pattern down with them. And, you know, learn you know, there are books you can read of what all the tarot cards are supposed to mean. Like the, you know, the King of Cups is supposed to mean blah 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 and and you can kind of death always means death. <laughs> okay. Or the end of something. Just saying. Um, I I saw that in the movie. Once. And... Yeah, yeah, just get used to what it, it it's like to work with that, so that you could do it any time. If you sit down with someone, you know, understand, you know, get a pattern down on what the lines on palms are traditionally supposed to be, so you can make. Sure, up well, story. that's always a good thing for when you want to be a psychic, anyway. Uh, and the yeah, thing is, at your local bar, exactly. But you don't have to be actually psychic for that advice to apply. Right. So it's not going to make you more psychic to read of, oh, this is the book on tarot cards. 
It's not going to make you more psychic. And that's what this these tips are supposed to be. True. To make you more psychic. If you if you meditate, it won't necessarily make you more psychic. But if you believe in that, it could make you think you're more psychic, in which case it's the same thing. And then we bring you to the insane asylum. <laughs> right. Well, in the insane <clears throat> asylum, that's the perfect place to keep a dream journal. Yes. Which is tip number ten. Yeah. And that that last one is also fairly good advice. Because it there's some interesting things in dreams. I'm not saying that they will draw attention to problems in your life, but you can get some really freaky short stories from dreams. <laughs> or song ideas. Or song ideas. And, yeah, and and it's kind of cool to, to see if you keep a journal and a dream journal to see where your mind was during the day and then what happened the night and see if there's you know either correlation or – because we don't know what dreams do. There's some people that say that, that dreams are just our our minds figuring out and, and, and filing. And that, that's the way we do it is by using those dreams. But that has nothing to do with psychic. It has nothing to do with psychic. But, no. but he's he's couching the idea in this in that, you know, the dreams are the doorway into your subconscious. So essentially, like meditation, you get more in contact with... Your inner third eye and your oh, there's that third seven eye chakras or whatever, and your, and your spirit guides also spirit come guides to you and in, all in that dreams. to just kind of connect with it all yeah. and be all touchy feely. But it doesn't tell you how to read other people's you know information. It right. just says be more in touch with yourself. Yeah. But there are plenty of people who are in touch with themselves who work in the porn capital of the world <laughs> who are not psychic. But they might think some of them are. Yeah, but they know what the next two words are, and that's, oh, God. And so. <laughs> and then cut. <laughs> so we don't really believe in any of that. That's all bullshit. But I think we can spend a couple minutes going through some basic ways where you can pretend to be a psychic. Sure. Uh, cold so we, reading. Yes. That's the big one. That's actually the biggest one. Go to YouTube, Google cold reading how to or something like that. There'll be lots of videos explaining how to do it. Yeah. I took well, the, a, I, I took a, um, a workshop on it at the last TAM, where a lot of it is just you could observe the person coming in. Like, are they wearing beat-up hiking shoes? Oh, you must be an outdoorsy person or running shoes or, you know, they're wearing plaid. You must be a hipster or whatever. You can gain some things from that. You can make the broad guesses, and you can learn a lot of that online. And that's kind of the key to, to being a psychic is making broad guesses – uh, at the beginning, seeing how the person reacts and then narrowing it down. Yeah. Uh, like the whole idea of there's somebody in your life whose name begins with an M yeah. being the most common letter for first names. And then when they're right. kind of uh, J, J. Or, or the best thing is to say something like, I'm getting the letter M. Does that mean something to you? To you. Yeah. Get them to supply the information to you. Right. And, and bring them into – you want to get a, a sympathetic – air in in the place and so by trying to make it a mystery you bring them into it because they want to help solve it it's not it's, it's suddenly it's not a you versus them mentality it's oh let's try and figure this one out we're together. In this together yeah well and then there's the really easy way to be psychic where you just put listening devices along the outside yeah, you can do that and too. listen to people have their yeah. little conversations and you go there's somebody here with an Aunt Betty who has kidney cancer. I 
Aunt Betty! Where's Aunt Betty's niece? (laughs) Something similar you could do if you're, like, setting up shop or whatever is if you make people do appointments ahead of time, Mm -hmm. get their full name and, like, their birthday pretending that it's so that you can do an astrological reading on them or something. And then you go Google Google this shit. And say, okay, Donna Swafford, oh, filmmaker, San Antonio, I'm getting something about celluloid. Yeah. Or even no, see, 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 if, see if they've been in I wasn't bankruptcy. Make that joke. You know, I you can it. look up you can look up their credit rating, the whole thing. But that's also one of the things on the more cynical. Uh, we're kind of working off off a of skeptics, uh, or just everything we've learned in the last ten years that we've been in the skeptical yeah. movement. But yeah. uh, they're, they're on io9. There was a more cynical uh, take on this, where one of them is go where people are the most vulnerable. <laughs> Hospitals. Which, hot, yeah, uh, homes. Uh, people who, who've had loved ones recently die, uh, places where there's something bad happened, like go up to, uh, uh, Newtown or, or Columbine and hang out there, cause that's where people are gonna be wanting psychics. They wanna talk to their relatives. It's and if you do do that, and if you wanna try to make money out of it, a lot of times, apparently, the best way to do it is to say, no, no, I'm not asking a fee up front. Once you have your reading, right. you can donate whatever you feel like donating. <laughs> right. And that sets up kind of a guilt cycle of, well, I guess I should give them something. They yeah. were so accurate. Right. And, it and, made and me of feel course, so good. Yeah. If they give it to you, it's a gift and it's tax deductible. <laughs> well, so, I, two I birds, hate one that. Stone. I hate that, you know, go prey <laughs> on the... the the worst. Go pray yeah. on. Yeah. Well, that's what. The, yeah. The irony was very, very cynical. There was there was some people <laughs> accurate going around on Facebook or whatever saying that there was there was that guy who held up a school bus and kidnapped a kid, Just shot the one. school bus driver. There was someone saying, "Okay, Sylvia, um, what's her name? Uh, Sylvia Brown. 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 All the big psychics. Now is your fucking chance." Second. I want to say Berlusconi. <laughs> I wanted to say the same thing myself. <laughs> Now is your big chance, all you big psychics, find the kid. Oh, no, you can't? Fuck you. You don't yeah. get any more money. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. True believers will be true believers. Yeah. It's disgusting. And something that can help with true believers, which is just a general idea, is if you're doing this whole psychic thing, go to a secondhand clothing store or go to a secondhand like antique shop. Get all the accoutrement the, of the, the, the beaded, the Romani look, the whole yeah. thing, and you know shawls over the lamps and and incense or whatever. Yeah. Make it an atmosphere to make people think of a the traditional psychicness. Yeah, that can really get someone in the mood to think this this person's got something. Or, yeah, yeah, but because I mean, appearing is appearances are ninety percent of the deal in yeah. in a lot of things. And, of course, there's always the uh, dress for the job you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to be a fraud. <laughs> but so, yeah. Any other cynical things? Or um, No, that was actually the That's worst the big one. Thing, that yeah. was the worst. But the other one was cheat, which is uh, have an earpiece, uh, have Google people fill out, fill out forms before they come in. Uh, and then there were, also one was cool. They, they said dial up the pressure. Which you know make them feel as if they're the one that's at fault, which is what, which is a lot of the the whole oh they had negative vibes and that's why I couldn't do it. Okay, kind of yeah. thing. 
It's like I'm working here. You're not. You're not helping out. You're 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 cutting off the you're flow closed. of your psyche. Exactly. So you can put the the onus on the person coming in as being not psychic and and just not helping. Them. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're sad. closed people, to my abilities. People naturally <laughs> want to make other people happy and pleased. They don't yeah. want to force that kind of thing. So it's uh, one of the tips. I think it was in Michael Shermer, Shermer's little blurb on how to be a psychic is read psychology books because that yeah. gives you a good broad stroke idea of, you know, if someone is like an A personality, these other things might apply. They yeah. might be firstborn or whatever, or they might be really in a high stress job. Basically read yeah. horoscopes. Yeah. <laughs> like they're the, the, the full ones, not the little ones you get in the paper. I'm talking like that. <laughs> oh, a Taurus has horns coming out of his head. Or oh, well, I yeah. see your psychic horns. Not not the not the onion horoscopes and not the George Robb horoscopes. Right, actual right, right. horoscopes to get used of what people say. Right, and the, the intentional the vagueness. Yes, yeah. and and the, another big one apparently is. Don't be perfect. Sit down, give yourself a low bar at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> Say, oh, things aren't 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, these things, they... And by low bar, you mean flow. that thread on the floor. Right. Just step over. Well, exactly. don't panic. That may be too high, actually. <laughs> if, if you get something wrong, don't go, oh, my God, this. Is, uh, I, let me start again. Yeah. Or whatever. And take that wrongness as, oh, twist it. And, and that a leads negative to, to be a positive. what I think is my last piece of advice is if you really want to do these kind of psychic things, even if you're having fun at, like, parties or whatever, or you actually want to set up a booth at a fair just to teach people psychics is bullshit, take an improv class or an acting class. Sure. Get used to thinking on your feet, being able to think, all right, that's not working, how about this? And being able to go with the flow that way. And yeah. you, using kind of the yes-and techniques of... Okay, let's try this and, and building on what people are talking to you to really listen. Because it's it's like playing an instrument live, which if if you've never done that or, or even uh, talked extemporaneously, but we're gonna go with the with the music thing. A lot of people don't notice when when musicians screw up. I mean, musicians, if they're really paying attention, will. Yes. But the majority of people don't notice. And they will notice if you sit there and you make your face or you stop or, you know, if you just keep rolling, it won't be noticed. Like Gen when and, or, but it, <laughs> and it'll be forgotten very quickly, which is how a lot of these people have so many false or, or no, non-hits and they get like three right out of 20. People remember the hits and they forget the, the hits. Misses. Exactly. Yeah. So what you're saying is the next time you and I play on stage together – if you play the wrong chord, I should. I mean, usually when I'm playing, I'm either looking down at my chest playing or staring straight ahead. If you play the wrong chord, I should not suddenly look up into the right right at you and go, "What the hell?" <laughs> right. As as uh, often as that happens, you should probably just ignore the fact that I don't know where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we don't know where we're at and we don't know where we're going, I yeah. think we should probably. Close ah, fuck it. Let's go home. Yeah, I think so. So, thank you for joining us. Again, this week, well, we're we're our hundredth is coming up, and I think we're gonna try and and do a, a special thing. We're trying to do Big Bob's. We'll we'll post it in the next week. Uh, uh, we'll know for sure. By, well, otherwise, by next time. we're we're 
we're done talking tonight. Yeah, yeah we're done. Yep. All right. Thanks Bye. for joining us. Thank Greg. Thank Donna. Uh, leave a leave a review on iTunes if you like us, or or Email write us, us up wherever. Send us, Twitter, a note. us Facebook yeah. us. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Facebook Do one of those email. social media things. Yeah, listen to the crap at the end, and uh, it'll tell you how to get in touch. All right. Cheers. All right, that's it. Bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. City loved him. <laughs> Not kind of unlike your dogs, apparently. <laughs> My dogs are having a good time. They're just showing off. Look, look, all you podcast viewers <laughs> at my dogs showing off their fighting skills. You'll just edit that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Go hey, home. Hey, don't, don't, don't just pull. Don't just stop. What? No, I'll I'll do that. But be gentle. No, I just want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll. Release... I want to spike the mic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Fuck it, let's leave. We're out. I'm done. Okay.